Welcome to another episode of Is the Grass Greener Podcast. If you're here for sports and the latest on injury risk, you're in the right place. Why do turf fields exist? Are they safe? You won't find these conversations anywhere but here. And I hope you leave with some answer questions about artificial turf and natural grass. Here are the detailed stories from the athletes who leave everything on the field, no matter what it's made of. It's time to plant the seed and watch it grow. So stay tuned to figure out for yourself, is the grass greener on the other side? All right, welcome to episode two of Is the Grass Greener podcast. I'm Abby Grace, and joining us today is a former Division I football player from the Georgia Institute of Technology. He stands quite tall at six foot five, six foot five, and can eat an entire family pan of lasagna like it's nobody's business. Jim Stradley, how are you doing today, Jim? Hey, thanks, Abby Grace. I'm doing great. Appreciate you inviting me up on a Friday night. I'm glad that you took the time out to travel all the way here. I really appreciate you yeah, going out your way. Yeah, it was a long trip all the way from Athens. I mean, that's almost an hour, so, you Almost. Know. Well, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your expertise with the viewers today. We'll see about that expertise part. Well, let's just dive right into it. Sounds good. How did you get into football? Grew up playing backyard tackle football as, you know, as far back as I can remember. And with your siblings? No, with with all my apartment-dwelling friends. Grew up in apartment complexes where there was always 8, 10, 12 people that we could get for a football game. Um, I was one of the youngest, but also one of the tallest, biggest. And really? I guess that's where I developed a little bit of uh, intestinal fortitude, as they would say. That's not shocking to me at all that you were the youngest yet, still the, the largest. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so when did you start and stop playing for Georgia Tech? I'm assuming you played all throughout high school. Yeah, played all through high school and then started at Tech um, in 83. Finished, I'm going to say, prematurely in 87. Mm. I had a fifth year, coaching change, decided not to exercise it. So I, I did play for four years. Did you enjoy your time there? I did. I did. Got the education that I was hoping for, met a lot of good people. Um, some of them are still my friends. And... You know, who knows how life could have been different had I chosen another path. Yeah, there's no telling. Um, so what position did you play? When I you was played? a center. Center. Primarily. Um, a couple of JV games played all over the offensive line, but I was primarily known as a center. Did you ever score a touchdown? Nah. <laughs> none of those, uh, hey, we're going to pretend this is a quarterback sneak turned center sneak for a touchdown. <laughs> no, I, I didn't get that pleasure. Well, I'm sure if they would have put the ball in your hands at the right time, you would have impressed them, you know. I, you know, I would have died trying. You started every play, though, didn't you? No, no, I, I didn't. Um, I was backing up an All-American. Wow, so okay. I got to go in whenever he get tired. There you go. <laughs> or, or injured. So how often did you play on natural fields and synthetic fields? Was there more one than the other at mm. your time there? Well, our home field was synthetic. So, yeah, half a season, maybe slightly more. Most of the Carolina schools were still natural. As far as I can recall, yeah, we, we might have been one of a handful of synthetic turfs at the time. Hmm. So it was very new to y'all or new to you at least? Um, no, because, I mean, I go so far back, you know, last century. That, and everything. Uh, that, no, there was nobody in high school with synthetic fields. But AstroTurf was the big thing because, you know, that's what they put on the Houston Astros team and made it very popular. And then a few colleges started doing it, especially in places where climate could affect the growth season. Absolutely. Um, 
but all of our games we played pretty much here in the southeast. So we've got a good season. For, right. But as I said, our home field was synthetic. Like you said about the Astrodome, they implemented uh, synthetic turf fields in the first place because of not overuse, but – you know, they wanted the field to be able to withstand having, like, multiple games, multiple events, multiple mm-hmm. practices in mm-hmm. the same weekend, in the same, like, short span of time. So that was, like, the whole reason that it came about. But, yeah, you're right. That was the first turf field ever was at the Houston Astrodome. So what differences did you notice between the two? Like, when you were moving and, I guess, mm-hmm. if the ball hits the ground, did it bounce differently or, you know, just what, what differences did you notice? Sure. So let's start with just personal movement when running and and or even practicing on the synthetic fields because we needed to to be able to play on them not near the sort of give that dirt and grass field would have we didn't even need to really wear cleats in the traditional sense of the old screw-in type cleats you know that are an inch long oh yeah um we were wearing what amounted to some glorified tennis shoes wow so the feel just to the foot was much different, not any give. And as such, then that no movement in the foot would translate into, okay, now my ankle is going to take that and my knees are going to take that. But most often the, the thing that I heard after some of these practices was everybody's hips would hurt. Wow. The, the, the area right here across the front. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's like you said, it, it goes from the foot to the ankle to the knee and then mm-hmm. up to the hip. Mm-hmm. I mean, your whole lower extremities are yeah. taking on those forces, mm-hmm. you know, the compact ground. Like you said, definitely not as much yeah, there, give. There, there, wasn't, there wasn't any flex in that surface. Mm. That's a good way to put mm-hmm. it. So during games or during practice, did you consciously change the way that you moved intentionally um, based on the surface that you were playing on? Mm. Were you more conservative when you were running and tackling on turf? Or? Well, keep in mind, I was an offensive lineman, so I didn't do a whole lot of tackling. <laughs> um, but did did we move different? I, I don't think consciously we did because we had everything else to think about around the game. It right. was only after, say, a practice or a game that you begin to take note of, oh, something hurts a little differently but you don't you can't really train your body to move differently depending on the surface right you learn a movement and then you just do it period yeah Yeah, that's fair do you feel like if you would have maybe changed your movement at all in any way that it would have been more conservative on turf than grass Uh, that's a great question i think had i become aware of trying to move differently it could have affected performance 100 percent. kind of hard to say one way or the other right I, I think we just all resigned to the idea that we just need to get some extra ice and some extra treatment and things when we come off of that kind of field so just how you were saying um you know the tackling let's talk about getting hit hard mm-hmm. and big hits mm-hmm. on turf versus grass sure um, like you said, natural grass has more give. So I feel like, obviously, I've never set foot on a football field um, with pads and cleats on. So I cannot tell this for sure. But I feel like if you're getting completely nailed on a natural field, it would maybe hurt just a little bit less than on turf. Uh, to be sure, yeah. Um, on those times where you'd be involved in whatever kind of pile up there was, um, yeah, it, 
it was noticeably different on a um, synth, on the synthetic field that we played on. Yeah, instead of just getting you know grassy stains and little dirt on you, it would result in what we used to call the turf burns, mm. um, which kind of look like a strawberry. To to use the a term that people might connect with, you know, when you go sliding into base and you scrape off all that skin. Well, yeah. that was almost a norm that you were going to come off of a synthetic field with, with turf something burn. with turf burn. Wow. Especially if you had any unprotected skin, which is why you see so many people nowadays wearing the arm sleeves and trying to do all the things to protect themselves. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever have any experiences with turf burn? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. you got pretty tore up. Yeah, I, and it was common on the elbows. Com- well, I wore gloves as an, as a lineman, so that protected my hands. But I saw some of the other players who didn't wear their gloves. You know, oh. it would palm of the heel of the hand would would be scuffed up. I can't even imagine. Um, two back then, knee pads actually did come below the knee. Really? Uh huh. Yeah, I know. Interesting. Right, because nowadays <laughs> knee pads, um, but it was. For some of those reasons, and if your knee pad, you know, came a little higher, you were going to pay for it with mm. a pretty nasty turf burn. Yikes. Did that happen to you fairly often? No, because, again, <laughs> I was one of those slower, bigger people, and <laughs> my pads, I also wore uh, knee braces, as most of us did then. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, we, we had the pads that went all the way down. We had the socks that came all the way up. There you go. So. What a look. Right. So when you're getting thrown onto the ground on a mm-hmm. turf field mm-hmm. or thrown onto the ground on a natural field. You don't field. want to be on the bottom of the pile. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heard that. Thank you for um, that insight. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> even on a grass field, you don't necessarily want to be on the bottom of the pile, but you really didn't want to be there. You're better off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. understandable. Um, so did you feel safer on one surface over the other with that said? Hmm. Safer, that's an interesting word. Again, I, I don't know that I gave that a whole lot of awareness at that time. Mm. We felt faster because, you know, you didn't have the long cleats. You didn't have the flex. Mm-hmm. So we felt faster. Did we feel safer? There's no way to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Fair I, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I can understand why, you know, you're uh, not again, paying attention to that. We, well, and... So, sorry for anybody who gets offended by this next statement, but oh, we were gosh. in our 20s. We weren't thinking about safe. <laughs> Here we go. I mean, that's fair. So have you ever been injured throughout your career? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened? Twisted knees was most common. and Frequently? Uh, and interestingly enough, um, on the synthetic fields during non-contact events. Oh, my goodness. Never got a injury on the practice field, because we practiced on grass, okay. except for Thursday, Friday practice before we play on our field. Right. Never got injured there. Never got injured away mm-hmm. on grass. It was always on our home practice. Non-contact field. injuries as well. Non-contact. It, we'd be doing our dress rehearsal. You know, we're out there in our helmets and jerseys and such and just running through plays full speed, mm-hmm. but nobody there. Right. And go make a turn, and boop, there goes your knee. Jeez. Mm -hmm. So that happened to you more than once. Yeah, yeah. And you think it definitely had something to do with the surface? I'm I'm convinced. Because getting back to where I said no flex. 
Yeah. Um, and it was just a different sensation. That's absurd, to be honest, thinking hmm. about it. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I know that's painful. Messing your knee up is never For, a good Fortunately, thing. not so serious that I had to have surgery or anything such as that. Um, but even to this day, I've got, I don't want to use the, to go so far as say limited mobility, but I've got limited flex mm. in both knees. Well, this conversation would be completely different if you said that you were injured in a tackle or, I mean, you know, that is pretty much, you're prone to that, obviously, mm. but mm-hmm. um, the non-contact. Yeah, I was one of the big guys. We were, you know generally dishing that out (laughs) hey you you got to take what you dish though right come Uh, on yeah yeah so what do you think about the little rubber pellets so that's a a new thing um that i've only observed say on the television watching other fields there wasn't infill material at your Um, home field or no not on not on ours it was more like uh well like that grass stuff that you see a lot of people put on their back decks now. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was AstroTurf kind of. Oh, my gosh. Maybe a generation or two of down the line from that. Yeah, but that's incredibly rough. No, it, it looked like grass carpet. I can't believe they even let you play on that, to be honest. I mean, the infill material is like the main thing to, you know, right. simulate to, to dirt. S- and sort of soften it, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just thought of another field that we played on that was even worse than ours, which is up at Neyland Stadium at Tennessee. Mm. It was like going out there and playing on the parking lot that had been painted green. That's how hard that surface was. Well, they have all the plastic, you know, nylon blades of grass sewn into this really rock hard netting type carpet. And it's layered, of course, on, you know, there's rubber and there's foam and there's all these layers underneath, but you can't feel that when you're getting thrown down Mm -mm. to the ground on top Mm -mm. of it, you know? Nope. Um, And without the infill material, that is like the biggest thing about making turf more like backyard sod than plastic or like fake, you know? Yeah. No, Um, the the stuff we played on was completely fake. (laughs) I can't even imagine Imagine going down to Home Depot or Lowe's and, hey, I want some of that grass turf right there. That's about what it was. (laughs) Well, that is very scary to think about. And thankfully, you know, innovations have been made to to change that. But, I mean, good grief. So what did your teammates say about, you know, turf burn and all? If if your teammate twisted their knee doing the the play run-throughs like you were talking about, did anyone talk about, oh, this freaking field, you know, oh, I hate this field or – any types of comments like that? Yeah, and again, I'm sorry if this is going to offend some folks, maybe. Um, but we were a bunch of football players. We speak yeah, the truth we, on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, but we were taught to be tough, and you didn't complain. You just did your job, and, you know, coming off the field, you were like, okay, well, I guess i got to go get some extra treatment, got to get this turf burn taken care of or hey my hips hurt or my knees hurt or my ankles are hurt so it was noticeable amongst your teammates that you were getting way more torn up on turf absolutely yeah absolutely wow um the training room was much more full after a game on our field versus some of the other games they did a restock before the weekend (laughs) game, huh yes restock on tape athletic tape and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so Let's talk about weather. Let's segue Mm. into a different conversation. So, again, with the infill material, Mm -hmm. um, trying to make 
synthetic fields as natural as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, a big thing with synthetic turf fields, and a lot of people don't pay any mind to this, is maintenance. Um, the big thing about synthetic turf is that, oh, it saves money. You know, we don't have to mow it. Um, we just, you know, don't have to paint it as often. No, you just lay some stuff Mm -hmm. down and it's Mm -hmm. there for life, you know? Um, but that's really just kind of a misconception because lots and lots of maintenance needs to go into a turf field to make sure that it's up to standard for multiple events and multiple different sports and for, you know, people to be safe when they're playing on it. Uh, one of those things about the maintenance is like redistributing the infill pellets like Mm -hmm. when all the rubber pellets get more consolidated in certain areas you know they need to make sure that the field from every single yard line is consistent um so i know that weather affects football but just kind of how like i was telling you earlier um when i'm playing tennis you can't really play when it's below 40 degrees because the ball won't bounce because of the cold so just what kind of things affect a football game when it comes to weather well i I think um, one of the things that we talked about before was most of the football season is in, at least in this part of the world, is in the warmer time of the year. Um, and so mm-hmm. the thing that we noticed is you feel, and they would have the different measuring devices to actually support this, somewhere between 10 and 20 degrees warmer on top of that field than if you just step back even just a few feet from that field. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, on the field was much warmer. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Especially on turf, I know that um, if it's a, like a 90-degree day out, the, mm-hmm. the surface temperature is going to be over 100. Right. And on rainy days, um, that material that I was describing for you, the glorified AstroTurf, was mm. slick. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No grip? Mm. No, where little to where, none. Yeah, little to none. Where before, you know, I was talking about there's no give. Right. Um, and and it was almost the opposite effect when it would get wet. It would just turn into ice. Jeez. So, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I I did notice people deliberately slowing down just to avoid the slip and falls or some in some form of an injury. So that is also another innovation that has come about within synthetic fields in, I guess, fairly recent years is drainage systems. Mm -hmm. Because unlike natural grass where, you know, rainwater can seep through the grass, through the dirt, into groundwater circulation, um, obviously the turf is not real, so that's not going to happen. So they literally, I'm telling you, millions and millions of dollars of pipes and drains underneath the field um, to have a place for that water to go to run off to Mm -hmm. um, so that it's not just pooling and causing people to slip in it um right which is crazy to think about because (laughs) just the cost of it really but i mean you have to have stuff like that but again it's back to the big thing you know turf is supposedly saving all this money but it's not because all this money's being poured into it to make it more natural right um so i mean i could have this discussion for hours to be quite honest with you but um Weather is a big thing. Maintenance is another big thing. What fields do you remember playing on um, at Tech that were clearly poorly maintained? I, I was going to say, I don't remember any fields that I would have gone, oh my gosh, I can't. Well, one stadium, other, other than Tennessee, as I said. One stadium that, that was just garbage. That, that, that field, or whatever they wanted to call it. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it was like going out here on the asphalt parking lot and somebody just painted it green. That is horrible. 
sorry, Tennessee fans. I'm sure that everything's changed in the 40 <laughs> years since then, but no one, no one in this room, AKA me and Jim is going to say go Vols anytime soon. I'll tell you no, that. No, And then they had a natural field up there at Wake Forest. That was kind of a interesting little thing. And that, um, they would actually paint the grass. Yeah. What color? Green. But they painted it. It right. I think it's because we always played them in la- the latter part of the season, and by that time maybe the grass was starting to look a little brown and such. So they'd come out there and paint that field. Interesting. Right. Do you think they do that often today with natural fields? Good question. I feel if, like if I watched enough games nowadays, I might be able to go, aha, there's one. But now that you say that, I mean, you have to think about it. If it's cold, I mean, this time of year, if people are out there playing football and it's televised on a natural field, you know, they're probably doing the same thing. There's I would no imagine way it's there's that some, green. yeah, there's something <laughs> or there's a higher level of maintenance to keep it that way, you know. More money. Yeah. More money, more problems. So if you had to pick an instance where the field played a part in the outcome of a game. Is there anything that comes to mind um, in terms of that? Sorry, Tennessee. Yes, absolutely. Because, I mean, that was in our heads. That's how bad that field was. Did you guys win that one? No. No. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, well, you can't win them all. You only get to 37 before. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that Tennessee field sounds absolutely awful. I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. Ah. So did they. I mean, they had to play on it every home game. We only went up there once a year. Imagine that being your home field. Oh, gosh. Um, So I know that we talked about that being one of the worst fields that you ever played on. Is there one that you can recall as the best, like a stadium that you love to go play at? Um, Uh, I'm going to separate those two questions. Please. You asked, is there a field I like to play on versus the stadium? Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed playing at Auburn's Field. They had a really nice field. Mm. Hated the stadium. Was it natural, the field? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the field was natural, but the fans, oh, gosh. <laughs> Were they a little too loud for oh, you? Oh, no. They, they, it was beyond it, noise I was okay with. Mm. It was the level of rudeness that came out of the Sorry, Auburn fans. but Really? Oh, yeah. Um, they funnel the visiting team right through what I'm guessing must have been the student section no no the never step foot on this campus i'm um i'm the guy that or girl that just is a fan and they had obviously been tailgating quite a long time and decided back then bring food bring beverage bring everything and a lot of that would end up as uh projectiles love that yeah love that i'm sure the tailgating did have a massive parts play in that yeah <laughs> now well, that you're and, saying and, that and, and nobody seemed to care that this group of fans was just hurling stuff man hopefully not actually hurling though right uh, there was probably some of that in there too Who oh knows? geez man <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was awful um but yeah i enjoyed playing on the field at auburn i also enjoyed playing on the field at clemson Really? Mm-hmm. Also a natural field? Yes. Well, speaking of high-quality fields and facilities, what is a high-quality memory that you have from your football career? A very fond memory of your time at Georgia Tech or in high school? Mm-hmm. Okay, I played for the four years, and we went 2-2 two and two against UGA. 
Really? Mm -hmm. Including one beat down up here. Uh, no way. And, and yeah, yeah. So. And you played in that game. Oh, yeah. And it was unlike the last 10 years, it feels like, maybe mm. more mm. now, where, mm. wait a minute, Tech even made it a game? I know where you're going with this. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, hey, I can only imagine how cool that was, what a big moment that was yeah, for the team. Yeah. Um, I mean, were you, did you have a, a hefty celebration afterwards or? Oh, there's a story not involving me directly, but yeah, there was a story around one of those victories, the one up here. I'd and, love uh, to hear it. So a couple of the seniors who were given permission to be picked up by their parents decided that they were going to have a little bit too much fun. And as you can imagine, um, in a college town, mm. Uh, right after a big football game, the police are on high alert for drunk drivers. Absolutely. And Still to this day. Uh-huh. And one of our stars got arrested that night. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, it was kind of a, hey, we just won. And then the very next morning, DUI. It was like, oh. What Coach was not too happy, huh? Right. Yeah. That's that's putting it mildly. That's the nice way to say yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, just like you said, I mean, the cops are on high alert, um, right. especially on, on weekends when there's games. Um, so, I mean, it's hard not to celebrate wins like that, but, you know, in moderation, in moderation, come on. Or just not up here, in our case, you don't go into somebody else's home and act a fool. Absolutely. Go home and act a fool. That's fair. That's very fair. So... After that lovely story, I'll have one last question to right. wrap up this podcast for you. Turf or grass? Grass. Any specific reason? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm a traditionalist at heart. Okay. I love that. Yeah. That's a really good answer, to be honest. Is there anything else that I missed that you'd like to add? Um, anything that you think is important to throw in here for the listeners, all two of them? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, nothing else I can think of. You did a great job. Hey, well, thank you so much. I Maybe I should it. throw that in. Hey, Abby, thank you for this wonderful time oh, and interview. stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's all thanks to you. I couldn't have done it without you. Come on. So you gave a lot of great insight, and thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. Glad and to do it. I really just appreciated the conversation, um, and you have a lot of experience that I think is important for people to hear um, mm. when it comes into deciding turf or grass, um, you know, just firsthand. I mean, you, you were out there before the updates that have been made today were made. Right. So I feel like you know it better than most people would. Join me next Thursday at 6 p.m. for another special guest and more never before heard stories from the field. And hopefully the debate is growing on you. <laughs> and hopefully you're still wondering, is the grass greener? Thank you for listening to this episode of Is the Grass Greener podcast. Turf and grass playing fields are used by a multitude of men's and women's sports on every level, but one may prove to be superior for the athletes. So listen next week for more stories and the honest opinions that you'll only find right here. I hope you learned something and that the turf war is growing on you. We'll see you every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.